This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my closer pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing, you all know what it is. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us, on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We're also partnered with Fansided and Minute Media, so you can find this podcast on the Daily Knicks, which is the New York Knicks website through Fansided, and the Jet Press, the New York Jets uh, blog page through Fansided. We're also on YouTube as well, so please make sure to type in Knicks comment, Jets comment, ETC period, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation, Come on, guys. We love to know. We want to know. This is draft. It's draft week. We got a lot of news about the New York Knicks, potential trades, opening up cap space, moving up in the draft. Potentially we have, there's a lot of stuff going up, going around the New York Knicks. So we're going to cover a lot of that today. So please make sure to add to the conversation. And while you're also at the YouTube page, we also got another podcast, winning picks weekly. John, video producer Greg, our guy, co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through everything. NBA, NFL. NHL, MLB, PGA, you name the sport, they'll put money down on the line. If you want to put money down on the line as well, please make sure to go check them out. These guys got you covered. And they the got a good guess. Fitzpatrick literally killed it. Chip killed it on the U.S. Open. So really good episodes on Winning Picks Weekly. Definitely check that out. We got You were about to get into it. I'm sorry I cut you off. We have a huge guest. Uh, it's probably out right now for the NBA draft. I mean, Things are, things are looking good on Winning Picks Weekly, man. If you're looking to put bets down on who's going to be drafted where, you guys got to check out this episode. If you guys are all about it, you got to make sure to check out this episode. They got a great guest coming on. Uh, do you want to say it or do you want to save it? Well, it's out already. Check it out with Chris P., uh, Chris Grissiana from the draft class. Uh, he's been on our uh, Nick Jets, et cetera, feed a couple times, but we all know he's the draft expert. And um, him and Chip, I mean, Chip has been, I mean, eyeing the line since the day they came out, uh, measuring one of our guys, Jaden Ivey, which we're about to get into as well. Uh, his odds have significantly dropped. It opened with A.J. Griffin being the favorite, uh, one of our favorites. So, I mean, the winning picks weekly and the, and the Knicks draft right now, they are they are tied together. So check definitely check out that last episode. For sure. And then last and certainly not least, Please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. John, it's been a minute, bro. It's been a minute. We've been waiting. Wanda, we were, we were thinking about recording yesterday. There's a lot of news that came out. Thank God we did and, it. And, and, and John's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He was, John was like, there's going to be more news coming out. You want to do it tonight? If we want to do it, we got to wait until 9 p.m. And then John's like, you know what? Let's do it later. Let's wait even longer. Because you know what? More news is going to come out. This is draft week. 
You know the trade speculation. Everything's about to happen. Free agency is right around the corner. You got the draft free agency. So John made the right call. He made the executive decision. I was like, yes, sir. We're going to do this. We're going to wait. We're going to wait till we get more news. And look what we got. We got more news today. We got Begley going out on a tirade. We got Bondi yesterday talking to Ivy. We got Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report talking about the Knicks want to open up cap space to get Jalen Brunson. We got Mark Stein and Begley talking Begley talking with Chris P about the Knicks re-signing. Yo, there's a lot happening, man. We got to break it all down. But first and foremost, we have to talk about this news. But before... I don't know, man. How are you doing first? How are you doing, man? There's just, there's just a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I'm ready to get into it because we got a lot going on, but how are you doing? I'm ready to get into it, man. I'm, I'm doing well. This is, we all knew the news was going to start dropping, right? There was a holiday on Monday, first time, Juneteenth holiday. So, you know, this is the time. Only Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's a short week now until that draft. The news is going to come pouring in. Uh, this was, the, you know, the first drafts that they all shipped out. Uh, mostly around Ivy, mostly around Knicks trades, but then they stuck in a couple of uh, a couple of old school old school stuff, right? Like the Mitch Robinson resign and the Jalen Brunson. That we've, been, that we've been talking about this stuff for going on eight nine months now. So you know, a little bit of little, everyone's a little happy right now. Coming, I would say anxious, happy and anxious that the Knicks have assets. Anxious about what's going to actually happen, but it's really cool, dude, that the NBA. Finals just ended, and here we are. It feels like the NBA Finals was uh, like just like three clockwork. months ago. <laughs> it was literally like just two- like clockwork, baby. Just <laughs> like clockwork. Finals end, boom. Rumors. Stop. We're on to it, man. Everybody's being traded. Everybody's. I mean, something's obvious. <laughs> we got think- we got Malcolm Brogdon news out there too. Exactly. Like the, the the usual suspects are back. Uh, we have some fun stuff like John Wall opts in. Of course he does, right? But Hey, man, it's time. It's time right now for the NBA draft. We're finally here. I love that there's no gap in between because I don't have to, like, long for it. We have put out the episodes. Uh, we've had huge guests on, talking, breaking down uh, almost every player in the first round, who they think is going to drop, some second-round guys. But definitely all the Knicks takes, some Bulls takes in there. Right, shout out to Corey Taluba. I mean, really, we've been all over the place, and here we are, dude. The day, the week of, it's time to figure out what was nonsense, what we actually like, what we actually need, and dude, like, talk about staying the course. I can't believe that the Mitch Robinson resign and the Jalen Brunson stuff is not even, not even a, it's not even in the top half of the of the of the Knicks news today. So why don't you start us off with the Knicks rumors, man? Well, do you want to get into draft first? you want to go rumors first? How do you feel? Let's start off with the rumors because I feel like it's a good way to set it up where this, it's, it's smoke season. It's, it's, it's really smoke season. It's man. smoke season. The thing is, this is the where I really dislike the NBA and where I really got to applaud the NFL where you have free agency, then the draft. It kind of, that to itself makes sense. Not, we're going to draft and then whoever goes over, it's like, damn. Now we got to figure out a need that we weren't predicting for. I really dislike the way it is, but the draft is supposed to conclude the, the, the end of the 2021, the 21-22 season. Free agency then begins the new year. I get it. They got to switch it though. It's, 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 <laughs> it's terrible. Terrible, terrible way of doing business. I don't like it. 
But yesterday in the morning, John, I can tell you this. I was drinking my cup of coffee. How it started. How the day started. How the day started indeed. Drinking my cup of coffee. Chilling. Then Shams has to drop the news of saying uh, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving are at an impasse. And Kyrie Irving, you're excited. You're excited up in the first half. I was, I was like, oh, look at this, because I wrote about this for Knicks Fan TV. I'm like, guess who you don't want to build like the Brooklyn Nets because it's not going to last long. And then it's like, then you start seeing, oh, Lakers, okay, cool, Clippers, ah, oh, makes sense. Knicks, I was like, whoa, hold up one second, count me off, count me out. This is not going to happen. I don't need it. Not in my life. Hell no. Do I want Kyrie Irving on the Knicks? Although, I this is. To me, you want to talk about the biggest smoke? This is the biggest smoke. There's no way in hell that report is even true. Like, and it's not true. It's not true where it's not saying that the Nets and Kyrie are not at an impasse. It's the fact that out of those three teams, that it's real that either the Lakers <laughs> or the Knicks are even realistic. There's no way who you even trading to get Kyrie Westbrook. That'd be comical, but I don't even see that. Ha- There's no way Westbrook. Katie re, re, reunite. There's no way, man. I, I don't. Why I don't not? believe that. Why is there no way that LeBron gets Kyrie back and KD gets Westbrook back in a whole like everyone loves each other kumbaya situation? Because I could see Kyrie being kumbaya with LeBron. I can't see Westbrook being kumbaya with uh, KD. That 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 relationship still today to me doesn't seem like it, it's it's. I don't, don't want. They're at a different time in their careers. KD. <laughs> Is the man he owns a franchise called the Brooklyn Nets. He can do whatever he wants. He brings in his boys when he wants them. He he's he's calling the shots. And Westbrook is in desperation mode. He hates L.A. He hates the fans. He's fighting with everyone. Uh, if they bring him over and they know that KD signed on the deal, to me, I I don't even I honestly don't even think it's that crazy. I I wonder if Kyrie is open to moving to L.A. I'm sure. Oh he yeah, is. hell yeah, bro. To go if you're telling well, him there's this whole thing about New Jersey and staying on the East Coast and the family. Let me tell you something, bro. If you have the chance to go play with uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, granted Anthony Davis isn't always healthy next to Kyrie, who always, always isn't available. Uh, I think he would sign up for that because he already played with LeBron. It's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a top player in the league. You know that's I could see that happening. I can even see the Clippers happening too because they need a point guard. Kawhi, Kawhi, Paul George, Kyrie, that that's that's dynamic. That's really dynamic. Are you gonna trade Zubac and uh, <laughs> and that's this this is the whole issue with the three teams that was mentioned. You can tell this is more coming from Kyrie's camp than actually like anyone else. And and here's and even when it comes to the Knicks, right? And we're gonna focus on the Knicks. We're talking about a capped out team. <laughs> Kyrie wants thirty six to forty some odd million dollars. Well, the Knicks can't just sign him outright. You'd have to do a sign and trade. Why would the Knicks want to help the Brooklyn Nets? Who was the last team that we traded with? The Toronto Raptors were was in division. I don't remember. No, we traded with Philly, but it was like bullshit trade. We traded for, I forget the, the player's name, but it was like gained second round picks. It was a bullshit trade, but an actual substantial trade that the Knicks did, Andrea Bagnarni. That's the one that comes to my mind with the Toronto Raptors. I don't remember another one that we haven't traded really with the Nets like that. We haven't traded with the Celtics like that. We haven't traded with the Sixers. Like like I said, it was a bullshit trade. Everybody else, I don't see the Knicks really doing a, a divisional trade. So that's why I knocked that out. Cap space, another issue. 
Knicks are also a rebuilding team. You're going to tell me a rebuilding team that is doing a good job uh, at cleaning up its image, all right? Even though the fans were upset with this past season, the national media, front office around the league, take this front office seriously. Now you want to tell me that you want to bring in a headache with a, with, with a player named Kyrie Irving who doesn't play that much. And regardless of his stances, whether you agree with him or not, you know the player is good, but it's hard to to sign off on that when he's a good player, doesn't play most of the time. But he just does not play most of the time. And that's just even more of a headache. I don't see the Knicks going in that direction unless you can somehow guarantee that Kyrie's going to play a majority of the season, but that's not even realistic. We just saw him. We, we've seen him sit out for not wanting to get vaccinated. We saw him uh, go out for social justice issues uh, his first year with the Nets. And we also saw the season in between, right, where he took off time for, for mental health reasons and, and was wherever he was. Don't even know. Just said, hey, can't show up today. Took time off. So, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I think that's all behind Kyrie. I, I do think that he's going to have a full season, uh, you know, but for knee injury. And that's really what it comes down to for me. And that's why I think this is all BS. And that's why I think this is coming from Kyrie's camp. Because, like you said, not only are the Knicks finally competent and finally have assets and finally have, you know, a handle on their cap and finally have draft picks. Now we're going to trade it all for the guy who didn't want to come here for free. You know what I mean? A couple of years ago, they remember that. He, he abuses them in the press. And now we're supposed to kind of put the franchise on him. You know what I'm trying to say? Like he he's a big he's a great hole to fill. He's a he's a dynamic point guard. Probably oh, no doubt the second coming of Allen Iverson. And uh, I mean he's he, he wins championships. He could hit a shot. He's amazing. He uh, you know what I'm saying? He's it's one great. of the, one of the best play uh, when he's healthy when he plays he is top tier top shelf one of the best players in this league handles top, you. Him and Steph probably have the best handles between those two. I give it to Kyrie over him. You want to talk about shot creation? Kyrie's got it. Finishing around the rim against anybody? Kyrie Irving. All right? Playmaking? Kyrie Irving. Defense is like, it is what it is, but everything else that he gives you is such in like the 90th percentile that you can live without it. You don't have to worry about defense. He is just that good. We saw him with the Boston Celtics legitimately carry that young team. Legitimately carry that young team. He is top tier. But as you said, and the other thing that I want to just point before I let you go back is that if you trade for Kyrie, you know it's not just trading a pl- players. You got to trade assets for him. So now you're unloading assets. And now when you bring him over here, it can't just be the Kyrie Randall show. So now you got to go out and get somebody else. Well, Randall would definitely have to go because it's a sign and trade. And it would be Kyrie alone because you can't add anything. And who are you adding around him? Is that you got to more with, assets? It'd have, like, it'd have to be like Randall. Uh, Obviously, IQ, but for uh, salary purposes, you're going to have to throw in Fournier, which I'm sure everyone would be happy about, right? And you're going to have to throw in a, a bunch of draft picks, like you said. For what? Uh, for me, you w- it's just not the direction this team is going. It doesn't make any sense for us to kind of move backwards. In uh, You know, we did so much work to clean up, like I said, to clean up the the. Joe Kim yeah. is finally off the books, bro. That's what I'm saying, man. We've been begging for it. Now we're going to add Kyrie. It, it truly, truly makes no sense. And that's why we're here, man. We're here to, to clean up the smoke. We're here to kind of try, try to make sense of all the news coming out. 
So number one, Kyrie to the Knicks. We could just dispel that. And now we have the newest one. And I, I, I want to know what you're taking. Where do you think these rumors are coming from? But now, all of a sudden, I mean, we love we love this player during the college season. You know, we talked about him occasions. We definitely went in on him during March Madness. Okay. And now here we are, Jaden Ivey, the, the second coming of the best point guard of all time. We're trading up to – we're trying to figure out every single which way to get to Jaden Ivey. So the first rumor is the Kings. The second rumor is the Pistons at the 4-5. or five. And then meanwhile, things are also being thrown around like, hey, the Pacers want to trade Miles Turner and Brogdon, like you mentioned, right? That's like, you know, also coming out. Yeah, at the and same the Wizards time. with the 10th and the Knicks with the yeah, 11th have, exactly. have the, the assets to unload. And it's like, I love that. The Hornets, and the Hornets news comes out, right? And yeah. all of a sudden, they don't have a coach. So everything is starting to come out at the same time. Uh, maybe it's because it, it's a condensed schedule, but I don't know if it's like the timing thing for me, but. It all started with Jaden Ivey kind of like texting stuff and like mate and like doing subliminal messages and doing all these weird little things. And that's where, you know, this is starting to come from. Uh, I'm going to throw it up to you. I really want to know your opinion. Is it, is it that he was told something and he just can't keep his mouth shut, which to be honest with you, gives me a little bit of uh, I, 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 I'm really, it's very bad. I'll be okay. That, that that hurts me. That honestly, that gives me makes me want to think twice, think three times, think four times before even drafting him, let alone trading up assets for him. Or is it the other way of like his agent is his agent is putting out there that he's like, listen, man, Ivy, he he's gonna go top ten for sure, but I'd rather him go. I and mean, we know that the top three is kind of already set, so the draft really starts at number four. You know what I mean? So is it? His agent being like, oh, if you want, if you want Jaden Ivey, he's the first pick after the top three. You're gonna have to go up and get him. You know what I'm saying? And it's the Kings at four. And then now we have the D- the Detroit thing at five, which doesn't make sense. Because if Ivy's going at four, then why the hell is anyone trading up for five? So the because the, the rumors are whew, the Kings may want to get out of the fourth because they don't because they're Yeah, but if they want to get out of the fourth, that person is that team is obviously gonna go up for Ivy. So then the Detroit is trading fool's gold, trading nothing. That or if they keep them, I mean, the Kings could be a wild card and draft somebody too. I, the Kings are so everyone jokes on the Knicks. Kings are the team really to be joking on, man. I, look, they drafted Davion Mitchell after having Darren Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. Then they traded Ty, Tyrese Halliburton after he was like essentially league world renowned. Just like, oh my god, that's a draft pick. That was still a draft. Blah 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 blah. And now it's like, well, what are the Kings going to do now? And like, I legitimately don't know what the Kings are going to do now because the Kings are just a wild card and not a wild card in the sense where it's like the New York Knicks were keeping everything close to the chest and they don't want you to let really what their thoughts are. I think the Kings really just have no idea what the hell they're going to do. I really think down to like the last second, they'd be like, we're listening. We have no idea. We're, we're kind of like got our foot in all these different waters and we have really no idea what decision we want to make yet until the last day comes. So you think this is coming from the Kings and not Ivy? Oh, I think for what the Knicks, the New York mention? <laughs> yeah, like all this I think, stuff. No, I think I think that. I think it could be one of two things. I think one, maybe. May, I don't see the Kings saying, "Hey, you know, we're, we're thinking about trading you to th- think about trading this pick to the Knicks, and the Knicks want to get you." The Knicks have interviewed Ivy. The Knicks have been there at the lookout. 
They've done all those things. The, the Knicks probably like Joe Douglas when they talked about. Uh, oh my God! Wow. Why am I why am I blanking on his name? Because I'm not. I'm not in Jets mode right now. Uh, your boy, the end. Boy, the end. Jermaine. Jermaine Johnson. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's like Jermaine Johnson, right? Jets. Joe Douglas front office said, "Hey, if you're there, we're gonna come up to get you." Knicks could possibly be like, "Hey, guess what, Ivy? If we are, we we could come up to try to get you. All right, if the deal is right." So just letting you know. And maybe he's like, well, and it doesn't sound like, it sounds like. Does that sound like Leon Rose in the Knicks, though? You just said, you know, five minutes ago, you kind of slipped it in. It might have even been subconsciously. You said the Knicks keep everything to their chest. Like, does, does any of this to you hold any water? Like, all of a sudden, everybody knows the Knicks trades. Everybody knows that the Knicks are trying to train you up for four and five. Since when? Look, I don't, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think, and Chris said it best, right? When he, when we have Chris Percy on the show, the Knicks legitimately have a plan A to Z, maybe even double letters, right? Like A, B, A, A, whatever, right? Like maybe they, they got so many different options, like in figuring out, they probably did say like, look, look, Ivy, like if the price is right, we're going to come up to get you. And they're, they're testing the waters. Like we see, we could trust Begley. Begley's saying they've been yeah. testing the waters. Yes. He said they've been testing the waters, seeing who wants to go get Ivy. I, I, I believe that the Knicks are trying to look and trying to move up. This wouldn't be the first time. We had those reports with try, for Obi Toppin. They wanted to move up, but they fell to him, right? They were trying to move up last draft too, but they didn't see a good value in order to do so, to go get their guys like Trey Murphy or, or, or whoever. I think they're actually trying to move up to get Ivy. I actually do believe that. I do think they said that. I think Ivy's saying that out of just – nonchalant, not really thinking it through. I think that's where he, he kind of is like slipping. It's like, there could be a situation with New York. Like he's just kind of was like, feels like he was an autopilot just talking like, which, I don't know. He, 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 it was a very convoluted sentence. Like there are many options for New York to come get me like, or to end up in New York. That's it, it, very, that's yeah, a and lot. Well, he was also talking about how he was watching like film on Kings, on yeah. Pistons, and all these other different. Those are all his workouts. Yeah, I guess it was interesting to him why the number eleven would come work him out. When meanwhile he's looking at the Kings, Pistons. You know what I'm trying to say? Where, I mean, you're the, doing your due diligence, right? As like a, a front office, you want to make sure, like, hey, if this guy's actually worth moving up to go get, maybe right. we should go move up to go get. Let me bite. Let me bite the apple. All right, let me bite the apple. All right, it, it's it's a true rumor. It leaked out because we believe everything Begley says, right? And here we are, the Jaden Ivy four because let's say let's say it has to be the fourth pick because it doesn't make sense to me that's going to be fifth. So let's just say it's the fourth. We already know that the Kings want two first round picks from Indiana to move up two spots for him, right? And it, I feel like that's a little weird after they just traded how the Halliburton and Sabonis trade. I don't know if they're like weird blood over there now or I don't know. That seems weird, but we, at, at least we know what they want. You know what I'm trying to say? We know what the Kings want. Begley had the report of the Knicks offer, right, which is a couple first-round picks and at least one player to be named. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. What do you think is the maximum that the Knicks would offer? And then let me get your – you know, maximum for satisfaction. Like, is there anybody that you think the Knicks would actually trade that you're going to be pissed off about for this? At I mean, the end of the be, day? 
I wouldn't. <sighs> There's one I'd be pissed off about. It's um, IQ, right? It would be IQ. Uh, okay, so do you think the Knicks would trade for IQ? No need to hide the question. Do you think that the Knicks would no, I don't think add IQ. IQ to this? Okay. I don't think so. I think I think I think it would be one of either Obi Toppin, which I think everyone's gonna go with saying that's the more likely option because you got Randall here. I don't think it's that obvious. I think Quentin Grimes is also in play, depending on a lot of things on how sure. uh, on how the team feels and, and what direction they want to go. I mean, if you get Jay Nivey. Right. I would have to think that we're, even though I know people are saying he would be the point guard, even though he really played shooting guard in college, he wasn't really a point guard, still has to work on his playmaking. He wouldn't really be an effective point guard. Uh, you could talk to Corey Talba about that. Um, check out this, like, I'm really not, I'm really not all over this. He's going to be the, the, the savior here. I really, I don't even think it's going to solve our our problem. I honestly guard. like. I know, what, he, I know I'm going nuts over here. I feel like I'm like watching something or listening to something, and like everything I've experienced with Jaden Ivy actually playing college basketball, it just doesn't equal each other. So it's just like one of those things in college football. Mostly it happens where it's like this guy's an amazing quarterback. And then, like, you're telling me he stinks. Like, and then, but it's like the opposite of like, I've been watching this quarterback like do okay. And now you're telling me he's the best player ever. We should trade everything for him. Like, what am I missing? Look, man, huh? it, I'll say this if the Knicks do move up to trade him, that means I'll tr- trust his front office because they've been pretty solid on all their other draft picks. Right. And, and, and they, and they know, and they know what they were getting. All right. Uh, if they think Ivy is that dude, go up and go get Ivy because you think he's that dude. If the trade is like, we're going to trade three first rounders and Quentin Grimes to go get him, I wouldn't be too upset about it because that means you think he's going to be a good starting shooting guard and he has that dynamic like nature that you think he's like a Donovan Mitchell, even though he has the athleticism of John Morant, right? Because that's essentially what you're going to be asking out of him. I don't want that. I, I know that sounds amazing. It sounds like a mutant, right? Like X-Men. That's amazing. But dude, we just need a point guard. Or a wing. Like, like we've been saying this, Alex. I feel like if we had a counter somewhere, <laughs> how many times we said we need a wing or we need a point guard? We, the, we say it a million times. The, the like, I, I don't know what this solves. What trading all your draft picks, what trading actual players that you know are good, like one of the three, what was it, IQ, Grimes, or who's the third one? Obi Toppin. Or Obi. I mean, you know the players are good. You're going to trade one of them. And it's like, I mean, Chris P put out that perfect family guy meme, right? That you tagged me on where it's like, hey, like, do you want a boat or do you want this box? And maybe there's a boat inside. Like, that's what I legit feel like is happening. And we go nowhere. Like, it doesn't solve our issues. My, I don't my, get it, dude. I, I, I honestly, at this point, at this very moment or Tuesday night, if we trade our pick, the Dallas pick, a, a swap for next year, and like a bunch of nothing for Ivy, I'm down. But once you start throwing in players I actually like slash care about, I I or I think that I think are part of the future, I, I really don't know. Like if the Kings want Randall, like well, that's how you know it's, that's how you know it's a good trade, right? Is because you have to feel a little comfortable making that type of deal. Like if you're adding another player in with those assets, it's probably a good trade, right? Like if the Kings just don't want the Ivy on the squad because it doesn't make sense for them. You know, and they just take whatever the best offer is, and it happens to come from us. That's more than fine. But like, I'm you could have Randall 
And you could have, <laughs> have Yahoo, yeah, right? Like that, that be and you could have like you know, and then we could like talk from there. You know what I'm trying to say? But the, so, because then you want to give us barns, like we'll figure out how that goes. My my thing is with this, right? Is is that I don't know why they would want to trade multiple first, and obviously your front office is doing scouting for the following year too, not just this year. But next year is actually supposed to be a good draft too. You know what I mean? Like next year is supposed to be a good draft. So if you're trading next year's draft capital, that doesn't make sense, especially if you want someone from a good draft, like a strong draft, right? Where you can go land in, in one of those positions and go get somebody. It doesn't make sense why they would mortgage that and get a, a like a solid player, like where it's not necessarily as deep a last year's draft, but if you're in the lottery or maybe top 20, you're still getting a solid player. So that's where to all of this to me, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But hey, if the Knicks move up to go get Ivy, I mean, I'm not going to be upset about it. I'll be happy about it because I think the kid is box office. I think the kid will help this team move forward. He is a top talent. You talk about adding uh, talent at the at the guard position, somebody who can just penetrate, add that. like That's something get that we need. Dynamic, is- athletic, just keeps the defense on their toes. That's, look, man, we need You're guys like down. You're just talking about IQ. Of course like, uh, I'm talking about, but more than that, you don't need, it's not just one, you need more than that, right? You're going to get rid of him to get that. Uh, that's what, that's, that's the thing. If you're telling me we got to trade IQ to go get Jay and Ivy plus assets, that, that to me doesn't make a lot of sense. We got to keep IQ. I hate saying trade Grimes. I do really love the way Grimes plays. I hate even saying Obi because I do love the way Obi plays. These, all these kids play with a lot of effort and grit and it's very hard to be like, What's mortgages assets for this kid? Because you have to think this kid is the last piece, which is why to me, I don't really see the Knicks making this type of move and really moving up. Because if you're making that move, that means you think this kid's either that player that it could be the running mate with RJ Barrett. And that's the duo that you want. When we've just seen that either you have to have the most elite shooters like Golden State does or you have to have some tantalizing wings as we see with the Clippers when they're fully healthy, the Boston Celtics, right? Even when you watch the Warriors, regardless of your feelings on, on Wiggins and how Clay played, even though Clay did step up towards the last couple of games, wings played a big difference in that series. Yeah. But Wiggins guarding Tatum, Clay's showing up to guard Brown, that's where it was won. Okay. On defense like that and guys hit, hitting their shots. That's the type of stuff. So with that being said, that's why I think it's more likely. The Knicks probably stay at 11 or either trade back, but we're going to stay with 11 right now. I think they stay at 11. And John, I want to know your opinions, man. We had guys come on this past week, the past couple of weeks, talk about players, you know, that they could potentially see coming on this team who are good players or whatnot. Now it's time for us to give us, to give the top three guys that we think the Knicks are going to select. So I'm going to start with you. All right. Who, who are you guys that you think the Knicks will select at 11? I mean, if A.J. Griffin's there, I think he's first. And I think okay. that's going to solve the wing problem that you just mentioned. I think the second person is Eason. If he's there, uh, I think he will be. Uh, I think that's an easy pickup. What would be really interesting is to get uh, Mathurin or to get uh, Branham because then Grimes is then Grimes is going to get traded at some point. Uh, I really believe so because – He's more valuable as an asset than he is as a backup shooting guard, if that makes any sense. And that's my issue when we talk about if you're going to get Ivy, right, who's a shooting guard, Grimes has no future on this team. 
You're yeah. not gonna. He's not. He's not solid. He's not solidified as a backup. So that's why I guess if you trade Grimes in that, it wouldn't be too bad because it, it would cancel each other out. Maybe they're thinking like that. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um. So I, I mean, I, Griffin, Eason, and then I, I, like the shooting guards, I feel like are together. Like the the the, the Branham or Mathurin, like they're the same player, and that's it, like one direction. And I, I'll give you like the fourth. I, I don't know if any, everyone gets upset at this, but I like Dyson Daniels. Mm. I, I I don't mind. I I know what's circulating is oh whatever he's mediocre. I don't know. I think Dyson Daniels could be could be that guy <laughs> to quote some of my uh, college college team like you know local CYL team that I coach. Like I think he might be that guy because okay. Dyson Daniels has, has flown a little bit under this radar. But if we just hang back at eleven, grab him. He's a solid player. Fills a hole. Play, you know. The the thing about the playoff teams this year, the thing about the NBA Finals team year after year, we're starting to realize is role players. Maybe they don't get the crazy minutes, but they're needed. Like Poole needed to score thirteen to fifteen points almost every game for them to do anything. They, they, they needed it. You know what I'm trying to say? And the fact that Grant Williams couldn't hit the side of the backboard, the the fact that Derek White couldn't hit anything, the fact that Marcus Smart completely fell apart. That was that was that did it for Boston, you know what I mean? So you need role players on top of like the crazy scores. So my my honorable mention, I'm gonna throw Dyson Daniels. But what, what's your? I don't know. I, I, that's five people, but <laughs> but the but the shooting guards together gave you an honorable mention. Well, you know AJ Griffin's. I, I'm gonna go with AJ Griffin. I just don't think he'll be there. Uh, I do like him. I think if you get him, him being six six, being the same size as like. RJ Barry, I know his defense is questionable, but the shooting, you gotta take the shooting. You can make, uh, make RJ that shooting guard, bro. That'd huh? be amazing. You can make you can make RJ the shooting guard. Yeah, honestly, like when you when I think about Play them, I, th- Brown. I think about them being uh like a, a similar tandem to to Brown and Tatum, uh where AJ would pro- would be the Tatum and, and RJ would be the the Brown, right? Yeah, that'd be amazing, man. <laughs> that'd be amazing. So I go with them. My second guy is actually Johnny Davis. You didn't mention my guy, but I love Johnny. No, Davis. I know, I, I, I know, I know he's popular. I also, I think, I think that Johnny Davis is more likely to go ahead than AJ Griffin, just based on all the reports mm. from the, the the scouts. To be, I don't think John Davis is going to be there. To be I honest. hope he is because I really do like Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis is my number two guy. The grit on defense is definitely that. I can see now <clears throat> if the Knicks did get Johnny Davis, then you got to switch it. Then RJ is going to be at the three. Johnny Davis will be at the two. I do like that. Don't get me wrong. It kind of puts like, cause when you're thinking about wings, this puts Boston on their toes. Cause if Johnny Davis becomes like a starting shooting guard, it means Brown's got to deal with a guy who likes to create in the middle. I think his three point shooting will come through. I think just as everyone's talked about that we've had on this podcast and wherever you've heard it, uh, I, I think because of the high volume and being the only guy on Wisconsin, the efficiency isn't there. But I, but if you reduce his role and actually give him shots that are good for him, and not saying, "Hey, kid, carry the entire team," I think he'll be a good player. I think next to RJ, having someone who can just create their own shot in the mid range and have someone who's more finesse, but having two dogs on defense—that's the thing that I'm thinking about. Two dogs on defense because AJ, we're talking about—is he going like he, he comes and goes with that defense? But John D. Davis was a two-way player in Wisconsin. Yeah. I, I do love that. Type. I do love that dog mentality. I'm, I'm down with that. That's kind of my thoughts on Mathurin, and uh, I do Brad. like Mathurin too. That's I just kind of, think- it's, it's the same idea, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could, like I could just like plug whatever you just said, and like 
any of those three shooting guards would be fine with me. I just personally, I don't think Johnny Davis is going to be there. And my thing with Mathurin, though, is that he's just a slightly bit smaller than Johnny Davis. Yeah, that's my thing. So I don't know how switchable he is, but I yeah. do like him. He I, he put him down to to really like four. Before that is Atari Eason. I do like Eason after having Chris Percy on in him. I really him, like. Eason. I do. I do like him too. I like his feel for his game. I re- I really do like what he has to offer. Just like that natural like intent. Like there's just a natural feel of like pick up ball right as everyone's describing. Like yo, pick up, go hoop. I like a guy like that. I, I don't like interesting that still his coach is like, you know, he doesn't really know defense. If that's to fall to the Knicks and be good on the Knicks, I'll take it. You know what I mean? But the other guy I actually do like is not, is not uh Branham. Uh, although I'll give you two guys. Cause I do like these guys. Agbaji. I do like Agbaji. Okay. I do th- that. That winning mentality does make a difference. A I think very non exciting pick at 11 It's not exciting. Not at all. I think that's more of a trade back. Uh, I think that's more of a trade back uh, if the Knicks do. If the Knicks You're reading do that. my mind because as soon as you finish, I I, I have a trade but back option is, I made up in my brain that has nothing to do with draft picks. But here, but here, I mean, but not with uh, rookies. Outside, outside of uh, Branham, even though Branham is good, I do like what I've heard about Jalen Williams after everyone that we had. I do like Jalen Williams. Oh, uh, I forgot about Jalen Williams. I like Santa Clara. Yeah, I like Jalen. Like all those guys that we talked about, man. Like at wing, I think this is a really good draft for wing, and, yeah. and I think we could just. Add a player at wing, and Jalen Williams is six six, so you can put him like AJ Griffin. You know, you got the height. You got a kid who's just has a good feel for the game, good perimeter shooter. Uh, he's not the sexiest pick, but I think he would be a good. I think he'd be a good fit. But that's more of a trade back. Him, Agbaji, trade backs. Branham, I wouldn't be upset about that. But that to me, that's really shooting guard. It's not wing yeah. to me. It's yeah, shooting guard, that, which is why I'm a little. I know he's gotten the comp, uh, Chris Middleton type game. I love that. Do I think Chris Middleton? I was, I've, I've liked Chris Middleton. I was never one of those guys like, Oh, Chris Middleton. No, I've actually liked Chris Middleton's game. Uh, cause some people were like, Do you want Middleton on your team? I'm like, Yes, I would take Chris Middleton on my team. We're, we're, we're kidding here. And this is before he even won a chip. Uh, yeah. but I think that it, I think Branham is just too, too, too shooting guard. And that's where, if you're drafting him, then you probably got to move on from Grimes because you you can't have getting, both of them. You, Grimes what? getting the shaft. Yeah, I feel you. Those are my guys. So I I really hope it's just one of the three wings. Like I guess I'll end the segment on that. Like I hope it's AJ Griffin, and then Eason, and then Jalen Williams. Like one of those three are going to be there, and one and one of those three fixes our actual problem. At, at wing, at small forward, I would say, but you can call it wing so nobody gets upset. Starts yelling about RJ Barrett's a small forward. So I, I, I'll take any of those wings. But let me, you mentioned trading back. It excited me because I've, I've held this in today. I, I of course wanted to text you about you all, t- text it to you all day, but I've held this in a little bit. But trading back to the 14 spot, like no, we're not talking about trading back at all. So I, I've been kind of thinking about it right now, and the Cavs are at 14. And the Cavs kind of need the same players we do. Like, if we give them the 11 and, like, Grimes or something, are you taking Sexton? I mean, we've been talking about Sexton for, for, for days. See, the thing is, the, there's the reports where the Cavs want to keep Sexton. So he's not going anywhere. Okay. Because I just know that it's been that, that's been the Knicks rumor for, I think, not, like, six not, months uh, now. Maybe seven. Yeah, but they're not. They're, there's reports that came out recently where Sexton's not on. The, the Cavs want to keep Sexton. Okay, that's so, fair. That's and, and but would you do that if, if it was if it was like the trade oh, deadline? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, 
the year of Kevin Knox. <laughs> I wanted Colin Sexton before I even I was I was in and out of Twitter. I wanted Colin Sexton. I heard I I remember going to a restaurant with then was my girlfriend, now my wife, and Alabama happened to be on. I was listening to the mismatch, listening to Chris Vernon and uh, Kevin O'Connor talk about Colin Sexton. I got to watch him play. I was like, that's the guy I want in the Knicks. I was like, I, I was watching the dog like just go out there and just, of course I'd want Colin Sexton. I don't think the Cavs are going to give him up, though. That's their, that's their shooting guard. That's their shooting guard next to Garland. Like They need a wing. They, they legitimately need a wing. And if we were getting Sexton, I would do that trade. Okay. I, I would do that trade because you're getting a bucket, a legitimate bucket and a true defensive stopper. And I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. It's, it's just not, interesting. Cavs are not going to do that, though. A lot of, lot of like weird stuff going on, man. I mean, Atlanta wants to come back in. Like weird things are going on with the Cavs. The Raptors we, are rumored to want to trade everyone as well. Can we, can we, the Hornets. Can we? Can we take? Can we go on a side tangent? Can, can we get, have a KJ side tangent? How the What's fuck that? are you telling me? Not you personally, but how the hell is someone going to tell me? Atlanta Hawks in, in talks with the Kings to get the fourth pick. John Collins is involved, and I'm like, Yo. that, that that makes no sense. No, if you lose the fourth pick and acquire John Collins, you are officially the worst franchise. In- Yo, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, the, like you are worse than the Washington football team. Literally, you are worse if you do that trade. So, Yo, that's really what I'm like reading that. I was like, if the Kings actually, if, if the Kings are, if the Kings make that deal, I don't want to hear crap from any other NBA fan base about Knicks being dumb. The Kings would be the most Asinine franchise to make that type of trade. John, I, I, yeah, I'm seeing those reports. I'm like, how are we talking about John Collins and telling, how are you going to tell me that Randall has no trade value? Rand, uh, as much as Randall was, was bad this past season, I, I'd still take Randall over Collins. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree, man. But there's rumors everywhere, dude. There's rumors everywhere, man. I can't believe while we're on this tangent, I can't believe Atkinson kind of pulled the about base on the Hornets, and now the Hornets also want to trade everyone. They want to trade Ubre, Plumley, Rozier, PJ Washington. Like if any of those, and, players, and and they're looking at Mike D'Antoni, and they want Mike D'Antoni. Like if any of those players even come near the Knicks, I'm gonna lose my mind. So I just, I just, I'm, Bro, I, I need to get through this week, man. I feel we Knicks fans, we feel you. We are with you. Uh, we are going through the anxiety. We're about to get in, into some more uh, Knicks style rumors, more than the draft, like just players that we're associated with right now. And man, that, there's just so much going on. And it all started with that Christian Wood to Dallas thing. I mean, it, it really did open it up. And now J- John Wall just picked up his option. The rumors, the ru- it's rumors galore right now, man. It's rumors galore, and it's it's Wednesday. It's just why it's, it's the eve. Like I'm, I'm ready, dude. I am ready. It's Tuesday, but we're not even Wednesday yet. For us, it's Tuesday. Like the the, this yeah, but when you you guys listen to this, it's Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's 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 officially the the NBA draft eve. I mean, the rumors are going to be abundant. The guy, the last guy we were talking about was Jalen Brunson, right? He's been the Knicks' rumored guy. We signed his dad, the former Nick, to be assistant coach. There's a CAA connection. We all know about it. Tibbs is a big Brunson guy. That's his boy from back in the day. Tibbs loves the Brunson fam. We know that Leon Dallas- Rose was uh, 
Brunson's, uh, Rick Brunson's uh, first agent. That was, uh, I'm sorry, not his first agent, other way around. Rick Brunson was Leon Rose's first client as an yeah, agent. So we know we got true. that. That's true. And then on the other hand, we have Dallas here who just picked up Christian Wood, kind of fudged up their cap. They're still paying Dinwiddie. Luca's on a max. They got Darius Finney-Smith down there too. Darian Finney-Smith. Like, yeah, like Finney-Smith and Bullock. They're making like 10 mil each. But they they, they got, the I think, Powell also around like 12, 10 to 12. Dude, I'm just saying the cap is... They're tight, they're, man. I don't know. I don't know where they're gonna come up with the twenty-five mil that that Brunson wants, which I know if Knicks fans give him, it's overpaid. If Dallas gives them, it's an amazing deal. <laughs> but either I digress a little bit from that. What do you think about all this Jalen Brunson stuff, man? Uh, there's already Ooh. while we're do while we're recording, there's a ru- there's like a, a rumor about a rumor. There's a rumor that. Jalen Brunson told his Mavericks teammates that the deal is essentially done, but that's coming from a, a random Mavericks uh, fan Twitter, and it says via Jake Fisher, but Jake Fisher did not say that. So who knows what's true and what's not? Jake Fisher just reported today that, <laughs> uh, through Bleacher Report that the Knicks are looking to open $25 million in cash base to sign Brunson. Okay, Jake Fisher has been pretty on point with his reporting so far. Uh I believe it. I believe the Knicks are trying to create that cap space. They got to consolidate some of these veterans with these contracts that we talked about. That's been the whole theme from during the season, this off season. It's the same theme. This is nothing new. Okay. Nothing new. The question is, how are you doing that? Yeah. Okay. How is that going to happen? When you, when you do a trade, Alex, you need to get that money back. So how do we, and he's like, how, I think we could save like 4 mil or something around 4 million. So we can save about 4 million. If someone takes more money and we take less. Yeah. So they, that, then we open up a little bit more. We get a little bit more wiggle room, right? You still got to trade more people. Like th- this is where I'm trying to think. I, like I was, someone said to me on Twitter that maybe they do a deal for Brogdon and then get Brunson. And I did that trade. I, I did a trade. I did like a Noel and not saying this would be the legitimate trade. I did, I did like a Noel uh, and um, who was it? Like Evan Fournier. Like, Here's the problem. Put, Here's the problem already. I've been mentioning it. Does Noel hate Carlisle or does Noel hate D- Dallas? I'm, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying know, this. Well, like, that already blows my I'm mind. Not this every time I think about <laughs> every time I think about Indiana, I want to get rid of Noel. Then I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if Noel <laughs> works to Dallas. I don't know if he works to Indiana because he's suing them. Like, I don't, like so, I don't know what's going on there. I'm not using Noel as as a legitimate player that would be traded to Indiana, but I'm just looking at Dallas because you got Burks as well. I'm I'm just trying to figure it all out and. If you did that, you're essentially putting up another four million dollars over, and you would have four million. You save four million. You you add four, you gain four million as the Knicks, but you still need to then trade to go get Brunson. So then, if you may, if you trade that, are you then trading Kemba, who will then be dumped? Are you just doing all that and you just know it's going to happen? And the Mavs would have to do that in order for us to even make it work. We can't just outright sign him and go. Crazy over the cap, right? This is all the, 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 the juggle. I'm like, how are you going to do this? So that means if we're trying to open up 25 million, I could see a trade coming before then just to give us a wiggle room like that. But that means you have to have to trade again in order to get Brunson. Yeah. And with the Mavs now getting Christian Wood, unless they really just want a big front court where I see Mitchell Robinson going down there. Oh, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know how that works. 
speaking of sources, I mean, Begley and Mark Stein said the Knicks are close to a, a Mitch extension. So I don't even, if that happens, and that's Carlisle, that's Carlisle's, you know, Christmas wish list is, is Mitch Robinson, and then none of this is happening. You know what I mean? Forget the Miles Turner stuff. And Brogdon's not happening. And oh my honestly, God. I don't want to trade can with we, Indiana. I hate Indiana. Can, like, we just, like, can we just stop? Like, let's, let's, I hate Indiana. I don't want stop. anything to do with them. You could tell. Can I talk about Can I talk about how Indiana's front office is just leaking these rumors? It's like the Wizards and the Knicks with the 10th and 11 have the ammunition to go get Turner and Brogdon. It's like, no yes. Thanks, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yes, yes, we do have those draft picks. We do have the ammunition, as you're saying. There's no way in hell you're getting either one of those picks, even from either one of those teams, to go get Brogdon and Turner. You're talking about two guys who are injury-prone? The most injury-prone guys on the team. You're going to tell me that either one of these teams, maybe the, maybe the Wizards could. I don't see the Knicks doing it. I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give the Wizards the benefit of the doubt. They will, if someone calls them, they're going to be like, hell no. The Knicks call them, be like, hell no, we're not doing that. You can take some second rounders. You can take a heavily protected first, like <laughs> top 20, top 25. Yeah. I'm, 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 listen, anyone that wants to trade with the Knicks for a trade up, I'm willing to give up this year's pick. I'm willing to give up the Dallas pick unprotected. You could just have it. And that, that's like the magic word. And then you could have a pick swap with us next year if, if that makes you happy. You know what I'm saying? Or you could, or we could have a protected pick next year and then you could have a pick swap in, in the year after because you can't trade consecutive, but you could trade the pick swap. I'm down with that. It's like four first rounders. Like if that's what we're doing, no problem. Okay. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to say that Tibbs and Leon Rose kind of job depends on it anyway. So they don't care regardless. Dolan signed off because he's just trying to win, sell those season tickets. Everything's good to go. He wants the Rangers and the Knicks to be good at the same time. Totally makes sense. You know what I mean? I would be okay with that. But once you start talking IQ, once you start giving up real assets to move up for these players, it doesn't make sense. Once you start trading anyone. Once you start trading a lottery pick for an injury-prone player, like that just doesn't make any sense. Like, talk about it. Like, if we're giving up, and if we're giving up, like, if we're adding IQ, just to get rid of, uh, uh, you know, to get rid of a contract so that we can open up for Jalen Brunson. You're just shoot. You're you're just shooting yourself in the foot, man. You're taking two steps back and one step forward. So, I, I really, dude, I my I like hit the point where I was like ready for all the rumors, right? And within like 24 hours, I'm already over it, man. I just want the Knicks to stay at 11, be boring, get the wing, and figure it out. Which I, I honestly, just, there's so many rumors that I feel like that's impossible. Honestly, I feel like that's just going to happen. This team has been pretty boring in how they've been, and to the extent where it's trading up is flashy. Moving back, it's it's boring but savvy. It's good. It, it can be boring but savvy. Let's put it that way. It'll be boring but savvy. It won't be blockbuster catching the headline. I wouldn't be. Let me say this. I wouldn't be surprised if they moved up to get Ivy if it was the right price. But I'm more confident that they're going to stay at the 11th and just draft somebody there. Yeah, like what? What and does OKC it. want to move up? Good lord, I don't. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. What, first of OKC at 12. What, what would OKC want, man? They can't ask for more draft picks. They got the most at 12. I mean, not 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 at the not uh, at the top. I mean, because like, I I wonder if they. I wonder what they're gonna do. Like, they have so many options. Like, are they gonna get Chet? 
because that would be one of my favorite teams in the NBA. But if they become silly and they get Ivy, like I'm trading everything for SGA. You know what I'm saying? Like now we're talking. Now you could have my 11th. You could have the next year's picks. You could have IQ because we're talking about the starting point guard of the New York Knicks. You know what I mean? You could have Grimes. And now, you know, we get to kind of move on with a with a with a actual solution at point guard. And now we're just kind of trying to figure out wings as we go on. The center will be locked up. The power forward, you better figure out one of the two. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Of course, I know that that's that's fantasy, John. That's my fantasy brain working to trade back. When I trade back, I'm fantasy brain. When we trade up, it's like 2K, right? Or it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You take like uh, one pick, two picks and give me, you know, move up from 11 to four. You know, so I just feel like we're going to end up just right back at the 11th pick. Give me a wing and give me Jalen Brunson, man. I I know we kind of just went into depth about how, how you'd have to trade off. You could only save four mil. But I just wonder if there's a way to structure Mitch Robinson's contract in a way to kind of fit it in with Jalen Brunson. Well, kind of get them together. This may excite you. Uh oh. The Knicks are projecting, you know, they're they're projected to give Mitch a four year, forty four and a half million dollar deal. So it'd be in the neighborhood of a middle level exception. Wait, I, I don't understand. I thought he rejected the offer. The max for like fifty something during the year. Did he? Was I don't think I think he wanted fifty. I don't think he got fifty. Oh, he wanted the max, and we didn't. We didn't want to give it. We did not give him the max. Okay, okay. I thought he just did. I thought he like he, he thought he deserved more than that, so he wanted to test free agency. Okay. Yeah, but I think well, four years, forty four and a half, mid level exception. That is a bargain. Honestly, if I'm interested, I wouldn't even take that deal. If I'm being hundred percent honest with you, that's. That's Reggie Bullock. But but to be honest, <laughs> what are we be, talking to, about? To be fair, though, I don't think a lot of teams would be paying over that. And I think he does like being in New York. I mean, we just saw. Let's let's keep it a buck. And I love how we we have the finals. Like we're going to discuss the finals, like a little bit yeah. at the end of this. this bleeds but, into it. Yeah, this I mean, right let's look. It. Let's look at this past finals. Look at the two centers that we just watched: Robert Williams, Kevon Looney. Love my life, dude. I love Robert Williams. I would do anything so like, for Robert Williams. So, and this is where, you know, we talk about, obviously, there's always the exception to the rule, right? Talk about you want a point guard. Steph Curry is a point guard, but he's most elite shooter ever, right? You talk about centers. You talk about Jokic and Bede, two of the top tier centers. When I look, this is where I joke about Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is such a limited center, but he's getting paid $200 million. It's like, what the hell is that? You know, a center is not worth that. They're like the running backs of the NBA. They're so interchangeable. And you can just see like the, the, ma- the, not the Mavs, the, well, the Mavs made it without even having a true center. They did it, right? Mavs made it far without having a true center. And then you look at the Warriors. What do you mean? Like this year? Yeah, this year. Oh, yeah, but that's why they couldn't get over the hump because well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like they didn't even yeah. have a true center, but look how far you can get. Now, if you yeah. just add a decent center, like a Robert Williams, like even a Kevin Looney, you, you don't even have to overpay for that. Right. Because what they're doing is just, you're just asking to rebound, be a solid defender, protect the paint, protect the rim. That's that's how you save. That's how you save team. That's how that's, that's a smart, savvy team. You, you, you pay the center a decent value. You get, you know what the Mac, you're not asking them to be the offensive hub unless they can be right. Like, like, like a Jokic, like an Embiid. But if you have someone like that, which is what Mitchell Robinson is, that's the price range. You're not going higher than that. 
Yo, you know what's so funny, man? We just last year, we were talking about how the worst contract ever was Noel. But do you think that the Noel signing was what the Knicks brought to the table? They're like, dude, look at what Noel is getting and look at his, you know, advanced numbers and look at the way he plays defense. Like, how much more could you possibly want? Like, we know you had the field goal percentage record. We know, but like, you're not healthy just like him. You don't put up, you know, the defense is, doesn't look like that on paper. And so I wonder if that Noel deal actually ended up helping us in the end. Because if you look around the league, the centers are getting paid, man. Centers are making money. And that's what I was scared of. But if you look at how the Knicks handle the centers, kind of like how teams handle running backs, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you can tell which team like, is going to pay the running back. Like, the Panthers want to pay McCaffrey a zillion, but, uh, but the Patriots aren't going to pay running back over a million. You know what I mean? And like, I wonder if the Knicks are like falling into that category with the centers and Noel kind of helped them. But like, who, like, look at Robert, I think Robert Williams. Robert Williams is like the prime example of, of like, he was in the same situation as Mitch last season where he was inconsistent, took a massive leap forward this year as being a defensive anchor for the Celtics. And he's getting paid around that same contract, right? Yeah, we're, we're talk, yeah, we're talking about the same thing. You talk about Kevin Looney, he's getting paid less. You keep looking around the but, league and look at centers. Like who's getting like what's Valanciunas getting paid, right? Like, a lot. but I like Vooch is like making twenty two. Yeah, Vooch is that's insane. Like, uh, like yeah. honestly, and look how far the Bulls went with having Vooch, right? To be like, honest, with you, I think that Vooch is going to get traded for Gobert, and that's in my weird made up world as well. But they're about to resign Zach Levine for five years, right? He's about to get that extension. Yeah, but Vooch is more fine. see, Vooch is more of an offensive player than he's a defensive player. And what we're seeing is that we need defensive centers, right? Yeah. So I'm saying like defensive centers, like you look at like Clint Capella. Clint Capella got paid, but now you'll get that contract, like, where has it taken me? Right? He they got they got overpaid. And I think there was just a period where you're trying to figure out how much your center is actually worth. And now as you keep going on, as years progress, you're starting to see, oh. This is this is what the actual salary of a center should be. Like we should not be paying. And he's making he's averaging seventeen, which is old, which is high. It's an overpay for the Hawks. But how far do the Hawks go this season? Like they Dude, went far Cole, last season, but Cole Aldridge, Cole Aldridge got paid three years, twenty two million. That's all you have to know. <laughs> that 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 contract sticks in my mind forever, man. That contract sticks in my mind forever. It's an amazing deal if we can get Mitch for that. Uh, and I think Brunson that's fits? honestly, you don't, think, I, you don't think that saving four mil, we can, we can grab Jalen Brunson for maybe not the 25 that he wants, but like something manageable in there. I think, I think it works, dude. This is my thing. I don't even know if the 25 mil space is all for Brunson or just like they want wiggle room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm, that's, that's what for I'm, 25, get 22 and a half. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe it's not the, the 25, the 25 that everyone's thinking. Maybe it's like a little less, but you need to get that. You want that cushion. You just want that cushion because. For future deals, like you don't want to go into the season saying, "I have no money if I got to pick somebody up." Yeah, I know that's tough. You know? So, but yeah, dude, I oh, man, Mitch Robinson. So, Mitch Robinson. Do we like? I love Jericho Sims. I hope the Knicks like Jericho Sims. I think right now they look at him as the backup. So that I think means no, I think Noel's got to be Noel. Out. And here's the thing with Noel's contract, right? And I, I want to touch on this because you brought it up. Yeah, Noel's contract overpay. Because he's injury prone. But we all, we keep saying it's because the Knicks doing the favor, right? It's the favor. Overpay. It's not an overpay. But it, it's, it's, a, it's a slight overpay. It's not, so. it's not a massive overpay. If he was healthy, he would be, he would be the, the, be the best contract ever. So yeah, next year, fine. but that's why it looks bad. And he it's, plays well. 
it's bad because he didn't play this season. Yeah. You only play like 20 some odd games. And that's really it. And, but the other thing is that you, looking at the 10 million is you're thinking about Mitch. And if you're a fan of Mitch, then you're like, well, Noel's contract is the overlap, right? You're paying, that's a lot of investing in centers. So that's where the issue, that's where if you had an issue with the Noel contract, it's because didn't play, you want Mitch to be resigned. That's the thing because you never saw Noel as the future of this team because you know every season is not fully healthy. Last year was just it was an anomaly that you had no, him for most of the season. Dude, Noel's contract is nine million with a club option. It's an expiring with an option. It's an amazing contract. It's a great deal. And we and we basically got him for free the year that he did play with us. Right? Like I, I don't know, dude. I, I I'm just not in this camp that it was a waste. I don't think it's a crazy deal. I think that teams would be jumping on this offer, to be honest with you, to get Noel and the think, player. And for I the think Knicks. they are. I think he I think he took the year off. He's gonna have like the Al Horford year, right? Yeah. He's Al Horford didn't play a year in OKC and he came back looking fine. I think that's the same thing's gonna happen to Nerlens Noel. He's gonna be fine, man. He, yo, if he goes to a real team, he's gonna really upset us. It's like if he goes to the Nets, like he's gonna hurt my feelings a lot. Because he's gonna be the anti Drummond. Like the, during the regular season, sometimes you need the you know the, the the offensive prowess at center, and sometimes you need actual defense, right? And we know when it comes to the playoffs, the defensive centers come out to play. That's a nice combo, like you know for for them, like a Noel Drummond kind of combo there. Like that's oh man, that that kind of stuff scares me, dude. I, I I know that's like being like a little bit of like a like a, a brash kind of Knicks fan, but I don't know, dude. That stuff really scares me. I hope he just goes to the West. <laughs> like, just send him to Utah. Like, hopefully they get rid of Gobert somehow and they need a center or send him to Chicago. Like, the last thing I'll say on, on the dream world is if we could somehow leave this week with Patrick Williams, that also solves all of our problems. Right? <laughs> he, had, he had the rehab. The Bulls are trying to rebuild. Lonzo Ball's hurt. They're about to re-sign Zach, Wil- Zach Wilson. Zach Levine. Vooch is on the one year, 22. DeRozan getting paid a zillion. Caruso is the MVP of Chicago forever. He might get a statue there. I wonder. I wonder if they'll get rid of Pat Williams, man. Ah, uh, probably not. I think Off they're the pretty, rehab. I think they're pretty invested. I think they're pretty invested in Pat Williams. But let's talk about fantasy. And probably you know a team that would want another center is the Golden State Warriors. Maybe they would want someone like Nerlens Noel on their team as a backup. But that'd be great. Let's talk about the finals, man, because it's been a minute. Uh, we didn't get to record after the finals ended. Your dream came true, man. You 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 chose the you chose the Celtics, but you, in in your heart you wanted the Warriors to win. But you thought oh. the Celtics would do it. Uh, I'm happy the Celtics. Did, I'm happy the Warriors did it. I mean, uh, I called them. I thought there was gonna be seven. They did it six. They they played awesome, man. I thought they really showed up and like why they have that championship caliber DNA in their blood. Once that game four performance by Steph Curry, that was like. That was one of the most spectacular performances I've ever seen in my life. Like he hey, legit put the let team. Let me ask you back. a question. Let me ask you a question to tail back right off that. Because I agree with you, but does the game five over nine take away from that? No, uh, not at all. No, dude. If Michael Jordan or LeBron James on over nine from three in the NBA Finals get game five, like that would be like <laughs> like we would melt. Like you the, the world would actually melt if one of those two guys did it. 
Well, and here's why. Because I know you, like myself, we watch this game and we're not the, oh my God, he went 0 from 9, we'll get at the box score. We actually watch the game. And I know you, like myself, saw Steph get into the teeth of the defense and actually finish over Robert Williams and other people who were defending him. And so even though he wasn't hitting his threes, the fact that he was able to get into the paint and have the defense collapse on him and open it up for others and allow Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, and others to go thrive, that's asking... Yeah, that's asking point guard work. That is point guard work. And he was passing. He was doing other things. So even though his shot didn't fall and he broke, he lost a consecutive 200 whatever games of consecutive hitting at least one three pointer. Like, I think that alone, if you're truly an NBA fan, you love basketball, you see that and you're like, okay, he went 0 for 9, but he still impacted the game by the way he was able to get to the teeth of the defense, find open players and do all that type of stuff. So that's why I'm not upset. And you know, like, I think it's different when you talk about Jordan and LeBron because LeBron, he came into this league as like the, 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 he, he was just knighted, legitimately knighted as like the next coming. And it's like, okay, you're, you're claiming this guy to be great already. I need him to be great at all levels of the game. And there was just a lot of pressure on him. Jordan, we know he was a scorer. So if Jordan wasn't scoring, that's a problem because that was really and defensive like, player of the year. He was defensive, like defense scoring. That was his two things. He wasn't like the playmaker. Steph, even though he wasn't in his shots, he transitioned to being the playmaker then. And that's kind of like how he shifted. And that's kind of what he did throughout the rest of the, the, the series, man. I just, it's really good, man. Like I, this, I'm impressed with the Warriors. I think this win for the Warriors is like much more satisfactory to them because of playing the Celtics, who are a tough team. Like they, like I think the, the, thing like even being an objective fan of the, like the league Celtics got something building and that was a tough team to beat man because they legit had size over the place and a lot of talent but you just saw the inexperience like Celtics had too many turnovers man well, and once again their shot selection that. and their shot select yeah the shot offense because their shot selection was just weird it's yeah. just it's just weird they're just so inconsistent but I will say that Jalen Jalen Brown was him this series he showed up uh even though he can't dribble for shit I really like Jalen Brown, man. I like Jalen Brown too. Tate, I like Tatum too. Tatum just gets into this like if he's not attacking the weird, rim. Weird though, he's weird. He does weird stuff sometimes, man. The step gets, back, the step back, long twos are are just that's the questionable shots, man. Like, yeah. why are you settling for that? And he like, needs the ball. Like you could tell if he's if he's on the top of the three point line when you bring down the ball with like fifteen, you know, seconds left on the shot clock. You have to give it to him. Like you have to. You know okay. what I'm saying? He demands it. Like you have to give it to him. So there's like that little thing about him where I just wish he would like chill out more. But then at the same time, he doesn't have a point guard. So I know why he's there. We go. It. All right, you legit read my mind because this is the yeah. direction I want to go. You say they don't have a point guard. Is they it don't. that they don't have a point guard, or is it the fact that they just because there's some stuff that they failed to do, like, taking advantage of mismatches and stuff like that. I think it's more execution than the point guard play. I think the point guard play is actually not Smart that bad. Marcus Smart was so bad. If you had legit – if you Was he bad, though? Was he if bad, you had Jalen Brunson on the Celtics, they would have won the championship. I actually legitimately think that. Like, because the the way they're, they were so stagnant on offense, they gave the Warriors a chance to, to chill. Like – I agree with you that for the Warriors, this is the the most meaningful championship. I agree with you that this was the worst Warriors team that won it. And that's what makes it so significant. And also that Steph, this was, I don't know if it was Steph Curry's best performance generally. 
you know, but it was definitely. I think game four was his best. Game four was his best performance. People really undervalue his his first chip because he played really well. That's what I'm saying. His first chip, he played like he was averaging 23 points. He was averaging assists. He was doing a lot. People really undervalue his first chip. Like they really got to go back and watch those games. I agree. But the team wasn't on his shoulders. The reason why it was so impressive and why Steph Curry jumped in all of our uh, quote-unquote record books that we keep in our brains is that he held this team together. Draymond Green stinks. Okay, Clay Thompson's crying, hugging his physical therapist, you know what I'm saying, after the game because, you know, he, he can't believe that he did decent. You know, we're hanging on the coattails of Andrew Wiggins. Without Poole dropping like 10, 15 points a game, this team is nothing. Like, they would have lost almost every single game. And the one game that they did lose, like, he played terrible. Poole played terrible. So, I mean, we know that Steph Curry stepped up. I agree with you. I'm so happy you said that. It was not his best finals performance. But that's why they stepped on, man, because he grew as a player. They used to hide him in those series. On that first series, he would be an Yo, offensive defense, bro. guru. I, and, and, and they would hide him in the corner. And this time he no, played defense. This is, this, but this is where I say, like, you say the Celtics need a point guard. Like, I just go back to think about Horford in the paint, and he just passes out to, like, yeah. Derek White or, or Jason Tatum at the corner. I'm like, yo, you had Steph that's Curry. nasty. He, he plays point guard. Like, Draymond Green does that, too. You know, they're just nasty, yeah, center, I think, forward guards. I don't even know. What the hell I think are. I think Marcus Smart is a fine point guard. He really stepped up playing a point guard, a point guard for the Celtics the half of the season. I think he's fine. I think, in my opinion. Dude, is he's, that, he's known for his defensive prowess, defensive player of the year, and he got smacked in the finals. He did I mean, nothing it's, on it's, offense. It's Steph Curry. It's, I mean, honestly, it's Steph defensive Curry. Defensive player of the year. I agree. I mean, look, I agree because he also got smacked by Jimmy Butler the, pre- the previous the previous series series, series too. I don't I don't disagree. I, I think he's still a good defender. It's just like how much there has to be there has to be the offensive side, and he did okay offensively. Like his numbers were okay. I don't think he's that bad of a point guard. I think what it happens is is that they get into these sets, they get the switches that they want, and then either Smart takes him when you have the mismatch where like Tatum's on Curry, or you just have like some chucking up shots on like Derek White. And I think it's more of like the thought process of like what's actually happening on the court. I legit think they just folded in the last, like after game four, they just, they, their brains just shut off because they didn't even know what they were doing in the last three. Like they, they, there was like no concept. Can I fix the Celtics for you? One trade? Is it Brunson? <laughs> no, it's Red Van Fleet. You get Van Fleet and you trade them Marcus Moore and every single pick that they ever asked for. And that's it. You win the championship. Not I, Jill- I so you take, you take Fred Van Vliet over Jalen Brunson for that team? I would take Van Vliet over Jalen Brunson on any team, but especially that team. Okay. To be honest, because he plays defense. But Jalen Brunson, all, you know, he's, he's sneaky, good, fun, gets, but he's a mismatch on defense. You know what I mean? That's, that's the issue. Okay. But yeah, dude, like a, a Van Vliet who could play solid D and actually be a point guard and be a scoring threat. Dude, Marcus Moore shooting threes is hilarious. Is that, he's is knocking actually, him. It's hilarious. You just let him do it. Go ahead. Keep but he was it. knocking him. Like, uh, like it, 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 he was doing it. Like, he was knocking him down, though. He had one game, man. He stinks, dude. He, I, that, that's like, if I was an objective Celtics fan, which I'm not, I hate them. But if I was an objective Celtics fan, I would be freaking out at Marcus Smart this, this whole, he got, he really flew under the radar with the criticism thing just due to the fact that he got defensive player of the year and his hair is green. Like, otherwise, like, why is everyone yelling about Tatum? Like you're talking about people who got them there. Tatum got them there. 
Yeah, I agree with that. You know what I, I mean? I, the only I, win was because of Tatum. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Brown was 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 the was the black sheep in, in Boston Celtics land for the last four years. Every year, should we trade Brown? Should we trade Brown? Killed it. No one said a word. You know what I mean? It, it, it's I don't know. I, I really think it was all about I mean the role players sucked. Derek White, oh, yeah. Williams, they sucked. Oh, yeah. They sucked. Peyton Pritchard, but, all of them. They all didn't yeah, they, they all didn't show up. But I I for me it was about smart. All right. I agree with that about Tatum though. I agree with you about that on Tatum. He get he's getting a lot of flack. I don't think he deserves it. He legit Can I say one thing though that now that we're here and I want to say at the very, very top of the episode, because we mentioned the Nets, we mentioned the division rivalry trades. Can we just talk about how the Celtics have been murdering everyone with the trades? That's why I'm scared of Ainge in Utah. I don't know who he's going to trade for with Gobert, but you better watch out because, dude, the guy got Tatum from the Nets. He got Brown from the Nets. He got rid of all those terrible contracts. And then he traded Tatum for Fultz. Like, unbelievable. The guy is unbelievable. So You know know what's interesting is that the the Nets – are the team that trade with the like? I just think about when, uh, because they're fools. Gold, traded bro. traded with the Celtics. That stupid gold. trade with the Celtics. They traded for Simmons. Now they love to trade in division, which is just bonkers to me. They love to do the thing that's going to get the market hyped up because they're fighting in a market. They know that the Knicks have such a hard market. Like if you ask the actual, you know, intellectuals around like business or the NBA and stuff, they say they'll tell you. They have to make these kinds of trades so they can get fans because they need fans because they're working in their small market team in a big market at the end of the day. And so they're fighting. So they need the KG and the Paul Pierce. They need the KD and the Kyrie. They need the Steve Nash and the Amari Stoudemire coaches. Like they need these things and they're going to keep doing these dumb little trades, man. They're going to keep doing these d- dumb things and they're never going to be a real franchise. And which is, I hope is just the opposite of the Knicks, man, bringing it all back. Like, look what the Celtics did. Like just the, the Knicks need to stand. Don't trade your pick. Look what the look what OKC did in a couple of years. Like just chill. Look what happened to the Lakers. They trade their picks. Look what happens to the Clippers when they trade their picks. Look what happened to the Nets when they trade their picks. Just chill. Like I don't. I don't. I don't. Man, I am terrified of trading off for Jaden Ivey. I don't know what else to say. And everything in the NBA is telling me that. You know, even the Cavs, they started getting good after they started getting their draft picks back. Everyone. Every team that you see that's good got, you know, Dallas. They traded back to get Luka. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, dude. Everybody who's good now did not trade their draft picks. So, that's the only thing, man. That's the only thing that worries me. I hear you. I hear you. I wouldn't be too upset about trading up for Ivy, but it all depends on the price. But, yo, John. <laughs> like, I want, you could write that on your forehead. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. It, it depends on the price. You, know, <laughs> yeah. like, you, you put that on your forehead. But, yo, John, we've gone on. For quite some time, I think this is a good place to end Draft it. episode, bro. There's lots, lots of anxiety, lots of news, lots of rumors, lots a of things lot. to dissect, man. A lot going on, and that's why we had to do it for our listeners because we know you guys appreciate it, and we appreciate you for tapping in and listening to us. We really do, and so you know what? How to help us for free? You know how you want to help us out for free if you want to support what you just listen to? Well, it's it will just cost nothing to do this. 
You can subscribe to this podcast. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. Those are all free ways you can support us. <laughs> want to know another free way you can support us? If you want to listen to this podcast and you don't want to download it and you want to just listen to us on the web, we're over on the Daily Knicks and the Jet Press because we're partnering with Fansided and Minute Media. You want to know the free way to help us out? Go to YouTube. Nick's comment, Jets comment, ETC period. Subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. Hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation after you watch a video. These are all free ways where you can just help support us and help grow this community and show us that you appreciate for the content that we're putting out. And while you're also over at the YouTube channel, we got the podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, our guy, co-host, Chip Murphy, these guys go through every sport and give you their takes on where you should place your money if you want to put money down on the line. All right. You need to put a bet down on sports, these guys got you covered, but make sure to respond. Make sure to bet so responsibly. They also got Chris Percy Ina coming on. All right. When this drops, it's either it's dropped or it's going to drop. So make sure to go check that out if you want to add your, uh, if you want to go bet on who's going to be drafted where. That's why they got Chris Percy on, on man. Him, That's Chip, Murphy, John. Bro. These Chip guys, Greg. Day, these guys, you follow Chip Percy 7 on Twitter. Bro, You every day this guy, this guy is going through the picks. He's watching your lines for you. Obscure things. Called Matt Fitzpatrick. Still, he's going to be so hyped about that. So... That's what he does, man. That's why you got to check it out. That's why you got to check out that podcast. And that's, you know how it's what? It's also free to subscribe and, and, and over to their, all, all over to those audio listening platforms as well. They're on all audio listening platforms as well as a, like this podcast, Apple, Spotify, you name it. They're all over there as well. And then last and certainly not least, also another free way to help us out. Also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. Thank you everyone for tuning in for another next episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. Podcast. We out. Let's go Knicks. Pray for Leon Rose.